earlier, you're, you're looking, you're kind of going through your show notes. That's okay. I think it's yeah. okay for people to look away from yeah, it. You, you know? just can't look like completely disinterested yeah. like Jason, you know? Yeah, just, just don't do what I do. Though. It's only when you're talking, Nick, that I become disinterested. <laughs> hey, Nick, thanks for sending me that shop tour video that you just did. That was great. Yeah, you know, I got the idea from one of my customers, and they told me that when they have a prospect visit their shop for a tour, they have an over 90% close rate. Well, you know, with all of these supply chain problems, people are setting up new vendors all the time. Why not send them one of those videos instead? Yeah, it was great. The ThomasNet team helped me. They sent somebody to my facility and they were able to kind of capture a shop tour without it being in person. So you can check that out on my ThomasNet profile, Advanced Machine and Engineering or Hennig. We actually had two of them done. That's great. And I talked to ThomasNet about this and they said that they can send a camera with short notice anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. And when you go to ThomasNet, you can engage with a half a million suppliers, 78,000 categories of products, and every month they have 1.5 million buyers searching out suppliers. And videos are a great way for people to find out about your facility. Yeah, and it's really easy to sign up. You just go to the website, thomasnet.com, and a few clicks and you'll be right there. So go to business.thomasnet.com slash programs, and that'll take you directly to sign up for one of their videos. That's business.thomasnet.com slash programs. You're not making chips. You're not making money. What about fabricators? I know a lot of fabricators that are not making chips. and They're making a lot of money. Jason, we built our whole show off of that. Quote. Well, we got to change, I'm man. questioning everything. I don't even know what to do now. <laughs> If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips. So we're here live at Fabtech. We're doing all sorts of stuff. We're doing some OG making chips episodes. And we're making some sparks. We started making sparks. We have a guest host as a guest today, two of them. We got Matthew Nix here. Everybody should know him at this point, president of Nix Companies. And then we have Casey Volker. I get it right? Is that how you say it? Close enough. Casey's the founder and managing partner of Captivated Content, which is a culture-driven video production company and content marketing company. So... Kind of a sweet mix, two things that are close to my heart. And yeah, let's just jump right in. Well, and I'm Jason Zenger. Oh, yeah. One of the OG hosts of, you, of Making Chips. You require no introduction. Oh, thanks, Nick. Appreciate but that. The OG, I like this OG <laughs> thing. That's what people call us. So. Before we jump in and talk about video storytelling to build a brand, I did some manufacturing news. I did some research. I did my homework. The global manufacturing industry is full of twists and turns. But what does it mean for you? The Making Chips hosts have hand-selected the latest news, and they're about to give you their perspective. No hot takes, no political garbage. Just commentary from the perspective of a manufacturing leader. This is MWMN, Metalworking Manufacturing News. All right, guys, so like, I kind of want to kick this around with you guys, and this might be a longer manufacturing news segment, but... It's so like applicable to the topic today. 
and it is titled Seven Short Form Video Trends to Watch in 2023. So like we're getting close to the end of 2023. And I want to talk specifically about short form video. Like so, TikTok? Yeah. So I'll just start reading. Yes. So like short form videos. I don't like TikTok. Have Nick. taken over. Me either. I'm not a TikTok guy. But the short format has taken over. And so according to HubSpot's latest marketing strategy and trends report, short form video content's popularity will continue to rise. Of course, 90% of global marketers are saying that they're increasing or maintaining their investment in short form videos this year. So, so short form video would be like, you know, if we had an excerpt from making chips, it'd be like somebody just delivering their answer to you yes, know, whatever the question like, was. Like a funny quip or like a really yeah. impactful quote. So is, Casey, isn't that what you call vertical videos? Is that the same thing? Yeah, basically. What do you I call mean, it? Vertical videos? Yeah, just because almost all short form goes vertical. If you oh, like it. with like. Yeah, the orientation of your phone. It's yeah. a video. So when you're scrolling, you know how social media all scrolls. Yeah, now. that's a yeah. it fits. I've never heard that term, but yeah. it makes a ton of sense. So yeah, this article defines it as like 60 seconds, roughly. It would be like a YouTube short or TikTok or Instagram has reels. And reels, what else yeah. am I missing? Like Facebook. I mean, even Facebook. Yeah, you can do. What does Facebook there. call it? Reels? It's, or? it's also reels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Facebook and Instagram are the yeah. same. So anyway, but basically like uh, usually 15 to 90 seconds long. And some of the benefits, number one, they grab and hold your attention. This article says that it actually links to like how much shorter people's attention spans are nowadays, which is really funny. But this kind of made me laugh. Like talk about first world problems. Almost 50% of TikTokers agreed that they found videos longer than a minute quote stressful oh my gosh so <laughs> like, so ridiculous so stressful. <laughs> it's so stressful that i had to watch that well you know we talk about that a lot of what you learn in college can be replaced through good podcasts good youtube videos good books but if you can't watch a video <laughs> for more than a minute without, without getting stressed out <laughs> going to your safe space. i have no words for you it just <laughs> they're like good because i wouldn't be able to focus i can't on be your friend you can't work with me i don't know what to say <laughs> yeah 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 so the bite-sized easily digestible content is also very shareable i love this guy jason's my buddy but he'll share with me like a six-hour youtube video <laughs> And just be like, what do you think of this? Like, there's I some, don't know, dude. I'm not watching. It. There's some depth to that. <laughs> what six seconds do I need to watch? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Give there's me a timestamp, dude. Like, you know? I mean, I'm just sitting here waiting for Jason to send me my evening, but very easy to <laughs> just share, watch like, it in double time, and it's three hours. <laughs> there you go. I can't do that either. The where everything sounds like the chipmunks. So, all right, we'll get into the trends from the article. Trends are kind of a another way to say like applications of short form. So, number one, micro learning. This is really good for us. Like. You guys are going to do your segment. What do you call it? The knowledge nugget. Knowledge nuggets. Yeah. yeah. So knowledge nuggets are going to be part of making sparks. But basically, as the name suggests, like something two to five minute long, like, hey, this is how you do this. So, you should call it sparks of knowledge. Yeah, there you go. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah like a spark bad. of inspiration, something like that. Yeah, yeah you got to work on the knowledge yeah, nugget yeah. name. Like, <laughs> there's got to be a more branded way to do that. Sparks of knowledge nuggets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. A little spark of a nug. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, we're much. done. We're Just done. go with my the original heads form. are going to take that yeah. one too far. Yeah. Number two, product teasers. Okay, self-explanatory. You know what that is. Number three, one of my favorites, user-generated content. So this would be like when you get your audience, your users, your customers to do your marketing for you. So like a do-it-yourself tutorial, like let's say you have a product and your customers are like, hey, here's how you adjust this. Make sure you do this when you're considering maintenance or whatever. I love user-generated content. Number four, influencer ads. So you get someone influential. You guys might have an influential guest on here in a minute. You get someone like that and you get quick 60 seconds of 
someone as famous as like a Matthew Nix or <laughs> Tony Gunn or Titan Gilroy, you know, someone sharing something like that. Number five, behind the scenes content. So like Casey, I see you doing this all the time. We've got all these cameras and lights and microphones, but then you're like videotaping the videotaper to kind of show like, hey, this is us putting this together. Number six, challenges. So like uh, another way to use short form video. Remember that ice bucket challenge thing? You know, that really like achieved. Some of that stuff could be taken too far though. And like, I always have an issue because like, how can you bring these things into like the B2B context? You know what I mean? Like we got to think of something, Jason. You make your own challenges. Yeah, we have to create a challenge here. Yeah. Like Like someone's got to outdo Casey's dad jokes. Yeah. That's not going to be hard at all. But the challenge is too easy. you to a duel (laughs) in a dad joke. That hurt like a spark. (laughs) And then number seven, customer testimonials. So like a short video of your customer is just going to be more impactful than like a text testimonial. So... Okay, so those are short-form video trends to watch out for. I feel like of all those, the only one that I'm interested in is like that micro-learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, that's what it's all about. Professor Jason has to keep I know, up his I status. Keep, yeah, you know? exactly. If you're not like learning, you won't be able to be the professor for long. So. <laughs> exactly. All right. No, let's dive in again, like the title of the episode. So how to use video to build your brand and why to use video to build your brand. And we brought in the guy in Casey to be a guest. And then like, I love that Matthew's here too, because you're a partner in this business, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, so I mean, so I believed in it so much. I decided to help Casey start his own business. He approached me about this and Casey had worked with us as a contractor and then we reeled him in as a W-2 employee and then he wanted to go out on his own. But we were doing video. We were using video to tell our story, I think, way before a lot of people were thinking about that. And I saw value in that. We hired you as a contractor and you can speak to some of the things that we've done. But yeah, I believe in it. In fact, now my problem is Casey's killing it. So I can't get in line to get my own work done. He's too busy. Trying to get him to build his team. So he's too busy to do our stuff. So yeah, take us back to the origins of your relationship. So you brought him in as a contractor. What we did like a typical thing was like a plant tour. We did like a video plant tour. I would go even farther back. I worked at a local TV station and we did a knockoff to Make in America or whatever. We called Made in the Tri-State or Made in America. We did a knockoff series called Made in the Tri-State. Okay. And we featured Nick's companies because you guys had just made the yacht. And we come in, that was like a Preview. That's the very first video I ever did for Nick's companies. It yeah. was actually like a free video. And then after that, Matthew kind of reached out. Well, we out used it. it on our website. Yeah, that was So it was a local news station that did it. And then they let us use it. We used it on our website and I saw a lot of value in that. So, so I was did like, you work for the news then? Was that? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, but I was in the creative department. So I did a lot of commercials. Like, okay, uh, gotcha. I never really was like the news guy. So, yeah. So we just saw value in that. And then, so then I hired him when he was with the uh, contractor. So what were some of the projects you did? We did a lot of facility overview videos, but then what probably stood out when we, when I was on full-time at Nick's was we started doing employee spotlights where we, we started- When we were doing those in writing. Yeah. And, and you said, we got to do these with video. It was actually so, my interview. I was interviewing with the HR lady and she was in charge of doing like the employee spotlights. They were graphic design. They, they were cool. Put them on social media. They're not just internal spotlights. So these are external. We want to shine a spotlight on one of our team members out on social media externally, which has been a great branding tool for us. So then you you take it from there. So basically, I was just like, we should do those videos. In my interviews, thinking it would help me get the job. And then I, like the first week, Angela, the HR lady goes, hey, when you want to do your first video for the employee spotlight? I'm like, let's go do it. And so yeah. we went out, we knocked out our first one was, I think it was a painter and they took off. And they took off because first off, your team members are going to be the most passionate about what they do. So people are going to hear them be very passionate 
about what they do. But then the other thing that's going to happen is that they have their own little connections too, right? You were talking about user-generated content and stuff. Yeah. It kind of, it's even though it's not user-generated, you're using their reach to reel in other yeah, people. Their Aunt Margie somewhere is sharing it. You know, she lives in Florida. I mean, it's the Florida exact same concept, and, though. Like, except for user. First off, I hate the word user because it makes everyone sound like a drug addict. But, like, your team is going to share it. Like, people who yeah. aren't necessarily marketing people are going to do some marketing yeah, for you. Absolutely. That was, like, probably you hit the nail on the head. That was, like, the biggest thing. That was one thing that Nick's team did really well anyway was, like, people just share it. Like, I was always impressed when you had 80, 90 employees when someone posts on social media on a business page and then all of a sudden they're all sharing it themselves. Yeah. But then the videos did a big one. And the big thing was when COVID hit, we had already started to make our partnership. And this was really cool. We were posting two to three videos a month while I was working full time for Nick's companies. We had talked about we're going to launch Captivate content. And then the pandemic hits. Everybody shuts down, right? We can't get on location to film videos. Okay. So let me make sure I follow this. So you're working for the news when you guys did your first thing together. Then Matthew, being Matthew's like, hey, why don't you just come work for me? Well, he left the news and went, worked for an agency. Okay. So you got a little more more experience. in an agency. Then you're then, like, yeah. I hired. We the, care about video so much. You should just be on our side. I hired the agency, and he was the guy that came out. Okay. And then I. How said, did he yeah. go from agency to like your employee? And then that's what happened. What okay. you said. Then when I hired the agency and he came out and did a few shoots for us, I was like, man, you just need to join the team. Like, yeah. You need so to come somewhere there's like a marketing agency that's kind of pissed at you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we're good. For, I mean, have a good relationship. I'm just kidding. Dude. Yeah. They've given us footage that we shot for other projects. I think yeah, they like yeah. us. <laughs> you poached my guy. Yeah, no. we did. Hey, Metalworking Nation, Jason Zenger here. I want to tell you about Palo Alto Networks. They offer zero trust for OT without the PTSD. Keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make the coolest operations director wake up with night sweats, and we don't want that. Zero Trust OT Security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. The Palo Alto Network solution provides exceptional OT protection with over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures supported. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing zero trust across all operations. We know right now that security at manufacturing companies is critical, and you need to take action on this. So sleep better with the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure OT assets. Learn how the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust for OT Security Solution can achieve 351% ROI over five years. To learn more, find the link in the description or visit paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Now, you've got a captivated content hat. Yeah. So what happened? Now so, you're not his employee? Well, I went to Matthew and was just like, hey, I'm doing some freelance. And I was like, I don't know. I just have this feeling that I'm supposed to run my own business. I go, but I'll be completely honest. My wife doesn't want me to go jump out on my own and not have a security net or whatever. Yeah. And Matthew goes, well, he goes, you partner with us and you can start tomorrow. I say that story every single time because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said. You go, if you partner with us, you can start tomorrow. And I remember, you don't know this. I remember sitting in your office. My heart's pounding. I'm nervous. I'm putting my feet on the floor because I'm like, I have no idea where this conversation is going because I don't even know how I asked you to meet. I just said, hey, you know, I've been doing videos on the side. Can we meet and just talk about some things? But I don't know what you thought when I came in. What did you think when I came in that office? I don't know what I was thinking, but I wasn't surprised. 
I wasn't shocked that you wanted to do your own thing. I mean, you're talented and entrepreneurial. So here we go. It wasn't that selfless on my part. It was either help him or lose him. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, uh, no, I it say, was, like, it's entrepreneurs been, are going to do it. That. A true entrepreneur is going to do it. So like you have to be creative. It, if it you would have taken him longer, but he would have done it. Yeah. And I love that story. And that kind of goes back to some of the other episodes that we had about acquisitions and just kind of like expanding your company out in different directions. But what about for like the average manufacturer that maybe doesn't have the resources to fund a startup like that? How do they get started in video in a way that's going to be meaningful for their business? I think, I mean, we all have a camera in our pocket, right? Right. Right away. Get that phone out. And honestly, sometimes you're going to be 